0: Hello and welcome to Divisive Issues, the Foul Mouse Perfect Comic book Podcast, where two comic fans and two non-comic fans talk about controversial comic books and comic book history. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan.
1: I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And I'm still having a crisis that you guys did not solve. Who am I?
0: <laughs> Last time on Divisive Issues. Deathstruck will totally beat up the, t- the Justice League guys.
1: Oh,
2: Dr. Light, how could you? You were supposed to be a good man. You built Mega Man. <laughs> so, we're doing the second half of Identity Crisis by Brad Melton and Rags Morales. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I recommend you do that. But if it's been mm-hmm. two weeks, like it definitely has for us, then <laughs> quick recap is Elongated Man's wife, Sue, was murdered by some mystery assassin who is now targeting other members of the superhero community's supporting casts. And... We have learned that in the 70s, the Justice League, after a horrible, I guess there's no light way to put it, rape of the aforementioned Sue Dibney, they started mind wiping certain villains, like Dr. Light, who was the main uh-huh. suspect. That now, he, they, through the autopsy, they know he did not kill Sue. So, who killed Sue? We Who don't know yet. Too. So the and, search and continues. Who's hanging?
3: Uh, Jane, Janet, <laughs> Jan- Jan- Jean, Jean? Jean? <laughs> Jean
2: Loring, the Adams' ex-wife, is right now hanging by a noose, blindfolded, on her door after she called him for help by our mystery assassin. Yeah. And thus begins issue four of Identity Crisis. So. Picks up exactly where we left off, but this time coming from the phone. Which I don't know if you guys knew this. That's part of the Adam's power. He shrinks and goes into phones. He, he, he I I figured noticed. out from
1: this comic. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he rides, f- whatever. so <laughs> through the fucking phone
0: so, wire, I guess. Even though he's a fucking yeah. no, it's wireless. Yeah. I know what to say. He's wireless. I think canon-wise, that was why it was going through the wire. But now they changed.
2: But so now he the rides the electrons.
1: Yeah, he's riding the radio waves, silly. Yeah. So why, why does he need the phone for that? He, there's
2: always radio waves just flying through the air. Because whatever.
1: whatever. Okay. Yep. I was gonna be idiot.
2: <laughs> so he leaps out of the phone through seemingly magic ways, and goes into the rope, and then grows and saves her. And while she is like, while he's giving her CPR, he. Even though he's an atheist, as he, his inner narration tells us, he starts praying, please let her be okay, please let her be okay. And she wakes up and she says, you saved me, just like the old days. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is a little weird to say after being attacked. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. But it's also, like, I could see
1: being relieved that you are alive. Yeah, but, yeah. like, someone saves you and you're like, hey, this is just like when we met.
2: Just like the days that made me divorce you.
1: Instead of like, oh
2: my god! So, anyway. just just <laughs> like earlier in the story, we now see all the superheroes testing everything and looking, how did they break in? I love how with Thanagrian, Martian, Apocalyptin, and Kryptonian technology, none of them have, like,
3: cameras. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! that's the easiest
3: <laughs> easiest fix is no. just a camera you know <laughs> Plot I mean, oh, maybe they're like sh- privacy maybe uh, also
0: don't. spoilers this whole mystery will be solved with uh, them checking the phone records <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah shit <laughs> there's so, so many they're like the world's shittiest detectives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no they got miracle man he'll figure out how they got
2: in and out immediately so then there <laughs> that's uh, Mr. Miracle, not Miracle Man. That's a different category. Oh my god. God damn it. <laughs> Whatever. And for the record, he's only it, never. Mind. I'm not getting into no, the Miracle stop, Man, No, it's not. No. No, you're losing uh, right. uh, uh, I, I, I mean uh, Birdman,
3: I mean Hawkman, Hulk, uh, 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 uh Green Lantern Man. Green Lantern Plastic Elastic long
2: one of the, one of the, I think, funnier parts is they're all looking like for like how they broke through the security system and like did they go through radio waves and all these things. And Superman's like, I'm gonna look at the noose, and he's like, Oh, it's a Dutch marine twist knot. It's a common Boy Scout knot, and they're all like, Oh, Superman's a Boy Scout. Ha ha. Oh,
0: I hate you. Uh, so. <laughs> so uh... But, uh, and, uh, so because of this, they have a m- momentary belief that it's Slipknot. What's his name? Yeah Slipknot. Yeah, no, yeah, Slipknot. You remember it's Slipknot
2: not from the Suicide Squad movie? <laughs> yeah, it's the guy who
0: fucking oh, yeah. had blown off right away. Uh, yeah, so they yeah. think it's Slipknot for like five seconds. Because they're like, uh, who else would tie a knot besides Slipknot?
3: Like, I have to make sure I I, was- I understand question.
2: they're following any lead, and they also say, like, that was his main knot that he uses. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So this is
1: what happens when you live in a world filled with supervillains that like to leave, like, calling cards and stuff. You're like, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah, I guess it's I not. guess that's true. Like, if
3: someone leaves a fucking Joker card, you're like, okay, well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> instead of just being like, maybe this card was accidentally left out, you're like, no, this is a lead, definitely. But yeah.
2: also, for what it's worth, they Wonder Woman goes there, uses her golden lasso, and he doesn't know anything. They interrogate him <laughs> for hours. He doesn't know anything, and then... Uh, Green Arrow is like, we're, this is just a waste of time. We're just following all these dumb leads like a bunch of amateurs. And Superman's mm-hmm. like, don't take that tone with me. We're doing our best. And he's like, this is a joke. So he's complaining the exact same way you guys are. Good. Yeah. But by
0: the way, while this happens, this is a nice key moment. Uh, uh, Superman is with his family on the farm. And Green you Arrow's like, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you, Superman. Superman, in like next panel, he's right in front of him saying, you, you trying to talk smack to me, uh, Green
1: Arrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't take that tone with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So then we also get a a bunch of... Is he as fast as light,
0: too? Yeah, he is, uh... Uh, if you ever do the follow-up story, there's a key point where somebody has to distract them, so they, they leave a nuclear bomb that can blow up like the entire galaxy, and Super- <laughs> so they, Superman has to be distracted for, like, two seconds
2: by flying to the sun <laughs> for the master planet <laughs> to carry out. Uh, uh, that's
1: why there's the joke, can Superman outrun the Flash?
2: Yeah. Uh, Flash would win, but, but that's besides the point. because <laughs> Flash <So, laughs> would go <So>, speed of
1: light, <laughs> so that's different. Yeah. Uh, so, I bet Flash wouldn't run into an, I mean, Superman wouldn't run into a knife. That's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah, Superman so, fucking is the winner.
2: So we also get some insight into the villains now. The rumor about Dr. Light being mind wiped and lobotomized is starting to spread because Dr. Light got away and started telling everyone. So the villains are now saying like, yeah, it's not a rumor. He's like, I got mind wiped by them and they're going to, they probably do it to you guys too. And some of them yeah. are like, whoa, that's like, like heroes wouldn't do that. And I was like, they're assholes. Why wouldn't they do that? Some of them are talking about how, like, we have to catch whoever the hell is doing this because, like, going after their families, like, it's just putting lots of heat on us. We just want to rob banks, not, like, be, like, tortured in prison because they think <laughs> we might have done it because of our knots. Yeah. And then we start to get more development into the Captain Boomerang story.
0: Yeah, just I'm going to make you summarize it really quick because it's mostly yeah. just pay off for the Tim Drake scene. So just to summarize it real quick, so I don't have to keep coming back to it. Doctor uh, Ark for uh, uh, Boomerang meets up with his son, like he's, yeah. Like so Captain
2: Boomerang had an illegitimate son that, like, the National Enquirer just broke. So yeah. he, he tracked him down and he's trying to like reconnect with him.
0: Yeah, and they have like bonding moments. Like uh, Boomerang shows him how to throw a boomerang, stuff so like that. And through this process, mm-hmm. you also learn that this new uh, uh, son actually has super speed too. So he's actually uh, could be actually deadly unlike uh current boomerang. He can throw boomerangs at super speed and not just <laughs> not just throw boomerangs. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
3: um I like that this is... is
1: genetic throwing boomerangs.
3: Because even S.M., he's never met this kid before in his life and he's like He's like, I, I throw boomerangs too, you know. He's like, oh wow, son, like-. you're my son.
0: And, and and it's important because he wants uh, to know that boomerang wants to impress his son. Because he's a loser trying to get a job with a calculator. Calculator's like, no one wants to hire you. You're washed up. And he's like, please give me a job. I want to make my son proud. Basically. Mm-hmm
2: yeah and we also like i know we mentioned it last episode too but there are some moments that aren't necessarily like plot centric but are like just some really good character moments where like we get a quick scene of them like trying to like it's batman trying to investigate like who benefits from this from these killings like what's the what's the motivation here
1: i i would say this this part is actually this almost core point of this story that yeah is really interesting because i i was thinking about this too because batman's in the bat cave over this and what was kind of neat is this is the first time we're actually getting batman's perspective during this whole story because he's just been in the bat cave the entire time trying to solve this mystery like the world's greatest detective
3: and he actually has a smart idea here like why go after every goddamn villain what do they have to gain
1: yeah the first rule solving a crime if you want to know who did it you need to find out who benefits so then it's this text box of who benefits in the top left corner well it shows every other character in this story like boomerang hanging out with the sun and being happy the calculator doing business deals. And it shows like um, Ralph uh, crying on his couch.
2: While a life insurance company is calling and like leaving a voicemail. And yeah. Yeah, and then we have like uh, an assassin who is basically just evil uh, green arrow is like making a quick three grand because like now there's more heat on the villains. We have Tim Drake is like, you know what? I'm not going to go patrolling as Robin. I'm going to stay in with my dad. And, yeah. and this
1: was a very interesting question to have about this where it's like, obviously you would attack the superheroes, spouses, and family to hurt them. But it's like beyond that, what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to get them like mad at you? Or are you just doing it because you're crazy? Yeah.
3: yeah. And like when you know the response they're going to have, it's the same reason in like a lot of really shitty neighborhoods and stuff. Like yeah. criminals still don't try to kill
1: cops because they know they will like the cops yeah, they're gonna be the ones to suffer the penalties. Yeah, like they're gonna
3: destroy to them. The gang, like they, like yeah, yeah.
2: So then we get one scene that is uh comic books, <laughs> the most unnecessary scene in the whole book. Yes, it's it's just like some. It's like here's a bunch of regular continuity bullshit. Here's a hint that Hal Jordan's gonna come back from the dead. Really doesn't. Never really mentioned. Out.
0: If you if you watch our Green Lantern episode, Watch? about? If you li- <laughs> listen to our Green Lantern episode we talk about how green Anthony was a weird ghost thing. In,
3: uh... <laughs> and since he's a
1: ghost he's like you know because you're a ghost you, you like talk to God or something but and he's, he's like he like, obeys he obeys ghost laws so he's like I can't tell you though yeah, yeah
0: so how George's like uh, God says that he doesn't want you to know so it's up to God's will sorry the, bi-
2: the biggest reason why I hate this scene is because this whole scene this whole book is about like dealing with death and grief and like the lengths that it drives people how like they break the moral codes and everything and then when you just like Or just reminded, like, hey, comic book heroes come back as ghosts sometimes, where you could just go talk to them whenever you want. Kind of undermines the whole theme to me. Yeah, because this... So much
1: of this is about loss and losing someone and the pain yeah. of that. And then here you have a scene where you have two best friends, one which lost the other. He just goes to his grave and it's like, hey, what's up? Can you tell me who did this? And he's like, no, I can't. Anyway, I'll be back soon. Hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I have a feeling
2: really, that this no. was an editorially mandated scene where they were like, Hal Jordan's about to come back from the dead. We gotta <laughs> h- tease that in this event. Because I think he yeah. came back later this year. I hate the way to tease it too, because uh, so, Green Arrow goes to Hal Jordan's
0: grave. Hal Jones is, great. Like, Jones is a, as a ghost. And so Green Arrow's like, When are you really coming back, Hal? like, Don't worry, I'm going to come back soon. Death isn't anything in DC, basically. I'm like, That's a good thing to introduce into this story about death and hardcore.
2: Yeah, too. and like, this scene, like, would be, like, I would like the scene in a Green Arrow book, almost, mm. where it's like, you know, like, Ollie is kind of like. Lighter you know, tone? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But here, it's just like, I have a feeling it's just DC being like, You have to do this. Because whatever it's comic books that's what again
1: it's just against the theme of this where it's like there's people actually suffering from losing loved ones yeah. and here you're like whatever death doesn't
2: matter in comic book land Woo-hoo-hoo. and then uh to correct sly's uh oh, point from last lane year, gets we do get two pages narrated by a woman <laughs> Lois Lane. Lois Lane oh my it's... god but
1: this this whole scene's pointless too in the end <laughs> yeah
2: so Lois Lane just gets she's at work and she gets like an anonymous letter and she opens it and it says Lois I know who your husband is you're next and the the S in husband has a Super, Superman logo in it and that ends the <laughs> issue and we should note that I was saying scene's pointless in the end we should note that
0: the whole like the first two issues were red herrings. The whole that, that Light never shows no, up ever again. Most was,
2: almost yeah.
3: all of this story doesn't make sense when you look at the ending. Like mm. yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. really like, there's me- there's a lot
1: of purposeful red herrings to really make it like who the hell how's this happening? And then yeah.
3: and then the writers at the end were like who the hell could have done this? And they were like it's this person, <laughs> I guess. It's
2: I think yeah. it's it's a problem that I see in a lot of mystery stories where they over explain too much where like, if we didn't have all the exposition about how good of a job they're doing investigating in the first couple crime scenes, then I think the twist would work a lot better. But like, that's the problem. Like mysteries, they want to give you clues to guess with, but like, I think it would work better if it was shorter because this issue
1: is just, like, it's kind of pointless in the end because, like, Diana chases a dead end. And then, yeah. like, the whole lowest thing's pointless where it's, like, it's it's quicker if you go through it faster. Yeah. Or it makes yeah. more sense rather than, like, yeah. really elongating it. <laughs> uh,
0: so the next issue opens with uh, the superheroes being, we're sick and tired of tolerating this villain hub all of a sudden. Now we're, we're going to bust them in their hideout. And they beat up the the villains, and now they're going around every, everywhere looking for villains, saying, "What do you know about this crime?" And here we get and scene: a firestorm who has not uh, been in it, the book like
2: at all, except yeah, for in the he, background. Yes.
3: Did I? Deadshot shoots himself in the throat.
1: Oh yeah, to, to 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 get Green Lantern's force yeah. field around him down. Oh, it's Green Lantern's like, kai-ku. oh my god, you shot yourself in the throat. And the dead shot so what happens out. is
0: uh, uh, Green Lantern chops him in the box. So Deadshot shoots the box and it ricochets around and hits him in the neck. And Green Lantern's like, what the fuck are you doing? He tries to help him, yeah. and it turns out it was like, ah, oh, I got you. My I, I shot's in the throat. Just escape. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it's and Superman so just flies in, and Deadshot runs into him, and that's how he gets. Taken it's out. so
3: stupid. I do like I do like the scene, the panels of them squeezing all the villains
1: like you yeah. see every dc superhero asking like what do you know this is this is exactly what we were talking about where it's like if villains beating up on like superhero spouses like this is going to be bad for villains yeah, like yeah, all these guys yeah. have like black eyes and they're beaten up yeah beaten badly <laughs> yeah
0: then uh so like we said firestorm is not a character but <laughs> and he was not established character for like at least 20 years before this yeah and uh, but the editors were like, a firestorm has to die in the story. But in the editors very, like, have a night.
2: tendency to give writers of events like a list of characters they can kill and they're like, you gotta pick three or four of them. You gotta kill some.
3: Yeah. And, and I also mean, like they, how the, uh, the, the way that he dies too. Who is Justin? <laughs> Just He's the guy with the sword. They're like, Oh yeah, there's a the black silhouette
0: side. named Justin.
2: It's great. Lazy design...
0: No, no, no. Justin's the...
3: not the silhouette. The silhouette scenes. Oh, yeah, oh, okay.
2: Shining. that's Shining Knight. He's a Golden Age character. He's from the Seven Soldiers of Victory. <laughs> I did not know he was in this book. I didn't even know he was in this
3: decade. Yeah, he takes Justin's sword, and I guess he's never encountered sword
1: before. Because this, <laughs> this guy who's literally a nuclear reactor gets beaten by sword. See, I was thinking maybe it's like a magic sword. Because I'm like, why would you have a nuclear reactor flying around if one bullet can puncture him and blow him up? Yeah, exactly. I thought the same thing. Because I was like, it has to be magic sword, right?
2: It is a magic Justin's sword. It's that's. I think sword. he uses Excalibur. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thing. he also melts Excalibur by putting it in this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and
0: and yeah. So, yeah, so Firestorm is a nuclear man. He gets punctured and he explodes and dies. As no impact on the whatsoever. That's- no, but
3: what's interesting, I like this. Because, like, yeah. He yeah he they're 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 trying to squeeze these villains but not all of them go well and when he gets stabbed he's like I'm gonna but okay so and say you
0: say you're say like this happens to Spider Man this is how Spider Man died would you be like this is a good this is a good thing
3: no I'm not saying it's good that they killed him I'm saying it ties into the theme of family because as he sacrifices himself to not kill other people and he as he's flying away says say goodbye to my dad and my family for me. But like, yeah, you don't think it would make up, more sense that sad. like
0: you actually have to see his dad before him, or he was like an extra character before this? Well, yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah obviously
1: yeah. We, we want incorporate it into the story rather than like a, two pages of him blowing up. Yeah, especially when I didn't know who, I didn't know his name.
0: Yeah. A, a lot of these deaths, I, like we talk about uh, bitching about these kind of deaths. Most of them, I usually don't have a problem unless their characters are not part of the story. Like in yeah. *Grapes for Justice*, when they kill off. Uh, Roy's daughter, and she was not in the story literally at all. Yeah. She, just, she shows up as a corpse. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Because if you're a fan of that character, like I said, imagine Spider Man died in this, in this scene. Like, this is how Spider Man died. Would yeah, you be like, no, I, I
2: totally agree. Also, and like, I mean, for what it's worth, Firestorm was on the Justice League in the 70s. You could have yeah, just, just side, made him were, he, part of that plot without really yeah, having yeah. to alter much. Yeah. yeah. You could have left out the whole Bolt storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Or, or the yeah.
0: fucking Deathstruck fight scene. Or a I'm of- giving.
3: Well, well they need they wanted to have one big fight I think. yeah you gotta yeah. have a fight i'm scene. giving these scenes probably more credit to because green arrow narrates them and i like his narration a lot like yeah i think, yeah, yeah, he, I think it's he, well he fits like
1: the 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 noir style yeah. of the story yeah, He of about, points pointing like, to him saying good. like some losses
0: happen during these raids and stuff like that and,
3: and, yeah and like while he's like he, even while, while he's going to explode like he says no one's there no one there is a physicist but they know what happens when you puncture a nuclear reactor i always gave the kid crap but he's a pro V- Vixen said he didn't even hesitate, so he like he just sacrifices himself right away. And having Green Arrow's yeah. narration there yeah. makes it work. But I understand like taking a ma- like a major character and just blowing him up. From a sword. I, I mean it, it's Excalibur, I guess, but
2: <laughs> I, it might be. I don't know. I'm but, not but caught like, up in my We're giving backstory
0: night lore. to Even give even give any credence we're giving back we're giving all the backstory we know to give any yeah uh, nuance relevance, to this. Yeah. yeah. Because it is where I'm just a guy gets stabbed by a sword and explodes.
1: Out of context. But but then it goes to an actual meaningful exchange between characters
0: yes. oh yes now uh ray and uh the adam goes to meet his wife after injury. so i
2: really like the way this is framed because it starts with it introduces them with the narration of ray palmer and Jean loring divorcees
0: yeah and then they start talk to talking and they realize that they, they miss each other they love each other and uh she's like i heard you praying for me as i was dying it was really sweet and it ends with uh narration Jean palmer and uh, Gene Palmer, Jean Loring, and Ray Palmer, lovers, uh, as they in kiss and embrace.
1: Yeah, and, and it, just like small stuff where it's he's he's all shrunk down looking at her, and she goes to scratch her neck, and he sees like the the bruise marks from the noose. So then he jumps into bed with her in his normal clothes instead of the Adam clothes. He jumps yeah. the bed.
0: He's like, he's like he jumps into under the covers first, like that. Like she's just, oh no no, like, jumps he's, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he jumps on bed. Yeah, jumps onto the bed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he's just to uh, comfort her on uh, while she's lying on the bed.
1: Yeah, which again is strengthening this theme where it's like you see these people getting closer together.
0: Yes. And so speak of it, things getting close, characters getting closer together. Uh Tim Drake is like I got to go patrol uh this this kills on the loose Sorry, dad. And Jack's like um yeah go out, go go on son. But Tim's having second Basically thoughts. He says like you should go, you know, you do a lot of good out there. Yeah, Jack's like, I, I'm proud of you, son. Go do it. Go. Well, he's also own. like,
1: in, in the beginning, he's more like upset with this being like, cause yeah. no one Cause wants him yeah. to be Robin and hang out with Batman, who's so far, like, one Robin has already left because they hate him, and the other one has gotten murdered. Died. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it,
0: it, it's a very, uh, very natural progression. Uh, Jack is, has, because his, you know, his son is going to get, maybe getting himself killed. But uh, he's proud of what he's doing. He's doing a lot of good, so he's like, "Go do it." Like, I, I don't want, I don't like it, but you gotta go do it. And Tim's like, "Thank you, Dad." He leaves, and then he gets, uh, I gets a, a package, uh, two just similar the same uh, handwriting as one, just uh, to not Jean Grey, uh, Lois Lane, <laughs> uh, and has a, bo- a box, uh, a gun inside, saying, "Protect yourself," and the note saying, "Protect yourself," and so he calls out to, and the
2: R is in Robin font. Yeah. yeah so to clear, make it clear
0: right. that I know who your son is. And uh, so Jack uh, calls Oracle saying, I need help. And we mentioned like, they have all these defenses, but uh, Boomerang breaks in through all the defenses.
1: Well, I don't know if there's defenses <laughs> yeah. specifically I don't think so. around Robin's house. We know it's around um, the other two, the Justice League wives' house. At okay. this so, point,
2: so. he only very recently told him he was Robin. This is like a very new uh, uh, okay. change in Robin's like, mm-hmm. solo book. So like they... I don't think that they have any defenses in the house. They say
3: you have to request it too, specifically.
2: Yeah.
0: But, uh, so, and, and, and Tim, but still, Tim just left and like, uh, Tim's like right outside, but it's taking forever to reach uh, Jack in time for Boomerang. This well, fat that's because fuck... he,
1: he got the Batmobile with Batman. <laughs> we know Batman floors it through the city. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but, but whatever, this fat fuck manages to uh, break into the house <laughs> all, all the way
1: and get to Jack. There's, there's the two scenes when he goes to break in and it's a, it's a double page and it's, tim trying to call his dad and talk to his dad this is my favorite part of the whole the seven issues and stuff because he's basically like he's like dad i'm gonna come don't worry i'm gonna come save you and his dad's like cool down listen i need you to if anything goes wrong it's not your fault please do not blame yourself for this which i really
2: like because there's just so many
1: comics always like
2: the uncle ben the uncle ben thing where it's like, this is my fault, I did this. You kill family,
1: yeah, to make the heroes feel bad yeah. and think back to whether or not they should be a good hero. But you never get it from, like, the victim's perspective of, like, like this stuff that I like that he knows that his son is Robin. And also, like, he's like, you should keep being Robin because this is a net benefit for Gotham.
2: Because Jack Drake it... is written like a real character here. With actual, <laughs> yeah. like, personality and motivations and desires. Whereas a lot of times when you kill supporting cast members, like we've seen in this book... They're just dead, and the only thing that matters is the reaction. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, where
1: it's like here he gets to even say to him, I love you, Tim. I love you just like your mother loves you. And he keeps and it's, saying it's while he's behind here. the... With the gun, he's like, "Just keep my boy safe, please. Keep him safe." Yeah. And Batman looks at
2: at fucking Robin like, "Oh my god, not again!" Yeah. yeah. And the thing, and at the same time, this scene is also intercut with Captain Boomerang's son, who is reading, who, who's listening to a message on his answering machine, and he, and it's just like, "It's me, Dad. I got one last job that's gonna put us back on the map. I'm, your old man's gonna make you proud." And he's just like, oh, no. And he's like, don't worry. I mean, this is the real one. You know, we'll be taken seriously again. It's crazy that he, like, he, to, to me, I'm like, his job, he,
3: this job he gets hired for is to kill an armed man in his house. Like, I mean, they're you know, villains. Yeah. But don't, do
0: like, Rob Banks and stuff? Like, Sometimes. <laughs> Calculator got a hit on on, on Jack Drake. Yeah.
2: That's... Yeah. And so as Captain Boomerang kicks down the door, you see both Tim Drake and Captain Boomerang's son both yelling dad at the same time. It's the yeah. same
1: word bubble yeah. that they're yelling.
2: And then, and then it cuts to the dumbest comic, like,
1: this is such a comic book thing. I feel like this perfectly encapsulates my feelings on it, where I'm like, this is such great character moments between, like, family, a father and a son, and then it cuts to just this big fat guy with boomerangs strapped <laughs> on his chest, yeah. and he's wearing a shirt that has boomerangs on it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, so, yeah. and so this fat fuck, this fat <laughs> middle-aged, uh, out-of-work fuck, uh, of boomerang. Uh, uh, manages to kill Jack Drake at the same time Jack Drake kills him. And they both die. Hey, show some respect. He's a captain. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Guy with
3: gun shoots other guy without gun, but guy guy without gun throws a boomerang and that pierces through his chest. Yes. The thing
4: is,
2: I, I, I'm going to push back on your whole, like, he's a goofy looking, like, asshole guy because he gets killed by just some guy. With a gun and I feel like if this was like a real intimidating or like established like big name A-list supervillain it would be so dumb for him to get killed by Robin's dad I feel like these guys are on equal footing here. I I know I like
1: I'm I'm fine with that. It's just this idea of like comic book again, where you have like villains doing this thing. Where it's like it would have been like more suspenseful if he came through with a gun, but you can't do that because he's Captain Boomerang. So he's got to use boomerangs to throw and kill people, and he kills Robin's dad, who's like again we have this really like tense close moment between Tim and his father, and then it's like he gets murdered by Boomerang. And you're like,
2: yeah, comics. (laughs) I'm just so broken that I don't even think about it as a boomerang. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah again you you see it as like just a, a vehicle for death it's yeah. a weapon whereas i look at the weapon itself i'm like this yeah. is a dumb
2: way to die That's yeah it fair. really is yeah. boomerangs
1: <laughs> do not i mean it's
2: not how they work but, but I, mean, I, I will defend ryan a little bit in his own opinion um, Hell, <laughs> wow. uh, so, is it my birthday <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so it is the whole point is that boomerang was a joke and like if you came in with a regular gun uh, like, he's trying to make a name for himself to make his son proud, so he's trying to show, like, oh, we have respect. It's, obviously, they don't, <laughs> because it's fucking Boomerang. Yeah,
1: like, thematically, it fits. I think that it's also just the fact that it's tied to, like, the Silver Age stuff, where, yeah. again, yeah. it's it's taking someone like Dr. Light, and you're like, I'm gonna make them, like, I'm gonna give them substance. Although, this is a better way than Dr. Light, because that's, like, the wrong way to give substance. I
0: think this works overall more, because Boomerang is trying to get respect, and for him and his weapon style. And so he See, has to use I, I it. I feel to, like it's just
1: too far gone. You can't do like again, it's like having like Kite Man come in and kill Batman's <laughs> parents.
2: It's like you can't. Uh, you gotta read the new Kite Man origin, though. It's so <laughs> oh good. God.
3: Before we before we uh, move on to the next issue, just wanna say I looked up Sir Justin of the of the Seven <laughs> Knights or whatever. And he yes. was actually in Cry for Justice, uh, helping <laughs> fight Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> he fought Prometheus!
0: I guess he has a history of being a random guy getting his ass kicked by people. Yeah, he he
3: does not have a caliber. It is just
1: a sword. It does show you how bad that Prometheus fight is that we don't even remember how he fought that guy.
2: The Grant Morrison reboot of Justin was so much better because Justin was a trans <laughs> character and it was just. Oh, uh,
3: clever. I like reading uh, Wikipedia pages of these random characters when it's like. When they finally defeat Nebula Man, uh, each of of the seven soldiers of victory were tossed back in time. Justin met Genghis Khan and served him right before he was saved by the Justice Society. And then his memories return in Stars and Stripe. And then he gets his
1: revenge on the Dragon King. Oh,
2: I remember that story. Stars and Stripe
1: is great. Oh my god. So, Tim runs upstairs, and I didn't really understand why he was taking off all of his robin clothes. But, anyway, yeah, so he okay. starts undressing.
0: He starts undressing as he runs into the room. It's weird. Yeah. It's Imagine if Boomerang was still alive. Like, he runs in. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, don't you naked. need, like,
1: your utility belt and stuff?
0: <laughs> yeah, like this is, for, this is for dramatic effect. It's supposed to be, because he comes, he's supposed to show how vulnerable as he, he comes in. Uh, Vos Robins, as uh, just, like, almost, like, uh, his own
2: He's not, his, like, dick's not out. I want to make it clear. He's in, like... Grayson? He's like, in, his, like, sleeping <laughs> garments, basically. Like, t uh, t-shirt,
0: yeah. like, uh, a white beater, and uh, shorts. But, like, yeah. it, like if Boomerang was, was in that room, like, still alive...
1: Yeah, you'd want to be really more silly. well-equipped. Anyway, he goes to the room, he sees the Boomerang sticking out of his dad. He's, he's trying to, like, pull it out, and Batman comes over and comforts him. He's like, I got you, and he, he holds him as... The text box says, uh, "Narration box says Batman and Robin orphans."
0: Yeah, which is uh, despite like the goofiness of Robin Oring and they, I think, is a powerful scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I like it too. And then we have Boomerang son coming in to see what happened, and some government official being like, "Get out of here! Nothing happened. You don't see." I kind of
2: like this a lot because he's like, every time one of you villains dies, somebody shows up, and all of a sudden they revive them, and they're back to they're back to work. You know what? There's enough villains. Get the hell out of here.
0: Yeah, and, and also I like it because it's, it's kind of shown from from like, Boomerang's perspective, where he's like, "I want to see my dad," and they're like, "Fuck you, kid!" Like, and he sees Batman like, Why does Batman get to see my fucking dad's course, but I can't. Like, yeah. I don't see Batman anywhere. Fuck you. Like, so, it's, like, you kind of it's kind of like. Showing, like, uh... Yeah,
1: why they almost, like, turn to villainy and stuff because they're not respected or trusted in this world. Yeah. the guy is just like,
2: Batman's not here. I don't see anyone. It's just us agents. Like, very, like, look the other way. Mm -hmm. Which, in a normal comic, you're like, that's just taken... You know, that's taken as a given. But when you're seeing it from the perspective of that's my dad in there...
1: Yeah, it's really rude.
2: Yeah, legally it's
3: weird. And that's why they talk about when someone gets attacked, one of the people gets attacked, they, they have to, like... T- tell the cops like stay away while the justice league likes uh gets to the crime scene first mm-hmm. which is very weird legally because it's like
1: you know yeah it's uh, like extrajudicial outside the law yeah stuff. yeah because they even the mentioned cops, that the where they, they have to f- pull in favors for the, like the local police and they're like we'll yeah. take care of this and we'll find who did this yeah and then it cuts to green arrow who's like he he spars with his son and today like all he wants to do is just like hug him no sparring yeah. it's just yeah. Let me know. I'll let you know how much I love you.
2: Yeah. And then we get a montage of a lot of characters, again, just like placing flowers on graves and like Ralph is still mourning his wife. And, you know, we just see more just like Characters that even if you don't know, you're just like, oh, these are just characters with dead supporting castles. Yeah, which yeah. like
1: I, I asked them because one scene it says that you know they've lost sons, daughters, wives, husbands, and then it shows a person holding up a thing of the wedding of Barry Allen and Iris West, and I was I was like, is this Iris? Iris? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I asked them this? about it. Yes. I'm like, Iris comes back to life because earlier we saw that Barry was bad that she was dead, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> and then eventually,
2: oh.
3: I had no idea. I was I was like that can't be Iris. No, nope,
2: that's not. the thing is like you don't need these moments of reminding of resurrections. Like none of the characters in here like you you don't need to harp on it's this like, but it like, they bring it's it, up, it's it too, weird. where it's
1: like look how tragic these deaths are and then it's also like but these are people also come back. Yeah, yeah, like it's like yeah. look, uh, your your
0: uh, it undercuts be, the theme. Yeah, your loved ones yeah. could be in danger at any time. You have to do what, you, what it takes to protect them. But don't worry, if they do die, they'll be coming back from the future, something like that, which happens. <laughs> yeah. To the future, it came back, or and
1: like Barry that. comes back later too, according to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh my
2: God. <laughs> but then the rest of the but the rest of the page has. It says mothers, and it's Wonder Woman at the grave of her mother. And then, and of course, fathers. And you have a young Bruce Wayne with Alfred, and Alfred says, I'm sorry, Master Bruce. Then you have Bruce Wayne with Dick Grayson when his parents dies, and he says, I'm sorry, Dick. And then now, at Jack Drake's funeral, Bruce saying, I'm sorry, Tim. And I Mm -hmm. think that, like, one, two, three is a really effective way to end the scene. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. The structure of the whole
3: whole comic. It
1: it goes on like a little... (laughs) further and it shows like the the villains like a uh, captain cold or whatever his name is he yeah re- you got it okay <laughs> about, i'm sorry captain boomerang and captain cold i didn't realize they're both captains. <laughs> the <Hamilton> <laughs> he's learning about his his friend died and you get an especially sad scene this is the last time he's in the story of captain Boomerang's son holding up the the newspaper to his grave and saying front page dad just like you wanted
3: uh he's not, not the last time he's in the story he shows up later and he's like i have super speed and boomerangs what you guys want <sighs> Oh, he does. Yeah, he then
2: becomes a member of the Flash's book, and like is part of the Rogues. Yeah, so a lot
0: lot of this is for a lot of events. Is uh, uh, ends like here, like the Tim Drake last scene of Tim Drake, last scene of the Sun, the Boomerang Sun, uh, last scene of Dr. Light, Dr. Light in his. uh, home base being like I can't wait to yeah, do evil he's things thinking now. up
2: some
1: evil plan
2: uh, he goes to Washington DC and tries to kill all the Teen Titans that's what he does next and the Teen Titans uh, beat his ass too so like yeah they beat the shit out <laughs> yeah I'm sick of DuckDuck being beat up by Teen Titans let's
0: have him be serious now and now he <laughs> raves people on top of being uh, beaten up by Teen Titans good yeah. um, attractive development
1: so then Green Arrow's on top of a roof and Flash shows up and th- we get like a thing of Deathstroke being like I'm gonna get you leaving you yeah, like he's like a
0: nof- his nof- Mask saying this is yours we're not done yet o- o- with uh, Green Arrow's
1: arrow. Yeah, more tough guy posturing. But then Green Arrow ends up talking to Flash about, like, because Wally is like, how come. <laughs> it's because had that. The Flash, he emitted his light that allowed them to see the scene of what was going yeah, on. That's a dumb. Thing. And, and yeah, and Batman was there. So then Wally's like, you didn't tell me Batman was there the first time. What happened? Like, what did he decide? What, what was his reaction? And he reveals that as they were uh mind wiping him batman had left and then he shows back up and he's like oh hey guys i forgot my and <laughs> oh no yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah. he, sh- no, he, he says he came help. back because it was sue yeah to, to check on stuff okay it's not silly we've
0: been talking about how they left for a cleanup so batman came it's like fight. the most
2: human thing batman's ever done he came back yeah, actually, to like support yeah. his friend and they're like fuck you batman <laughs> yeah, well, he he starts
1: getting mad because they're being mean to a villain. And but, 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 but,
2: first thing to see, first thing to they're see, they're
1: lobotomizing so, him. Yeah.
0: Ba- Batman, ba- Batman leaves during after the fight. He comes back to the teleporter saying, "Oh, it's so I got to stay for this." And he's like, "Oh, you're to- you're wiping him." And he starts charging at them, saying, "Stop
2: brain him
1: And then we get what would actually happen, which is the magic lady just stops him in place. Just frees well, the out. thing that
2: I like about this a <laughs> lot is Ali like says to Wally, "He's like, it's Batman." it doesn't matter if we all voted to do this thing. If he didn't think it was the right thing to do, it, he would never stand for it. Like that, like black and white, like my way or the highway kind of thing. Yep. And I, I like that a lot. But they, so they have
0: justification used. They showed that like, cause Batman is like, stop, get off of now. He starts charging at them with his battery. race, like, I'm not going to stand for this. So to show that like, Batman, like he's like, uh, he doesn't like respect their opinions enough, but like even by their standards, Uh, Batman will break their tie and cancel out their vote. So this is them deliberately being like, fuck you, Batman. Like, you're not here for us. We're going to fucking vote against you and and mind wipe you too.
1: Also, they just don't trust him because, again, he's probably going to tell Superman and then... What Green Arrow is saying is that this is going to disband the league, and the league is bigger than just our personal feelings of right or wrong. Like we're doing actual, tangible good in the world, so it's like yeah. we have to mind wipe Batman for the league's sake. Yeah,
3: we didn't say yet that he they freeze him, but then they're like, we have yeah, we have to wipe him too. And then Wally's like, well, are you kidding me? Like you mind wipe Batman?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So this is the league within the league kind of thing, where uh... yeah. Uh, that everybody comes to fruition where they view their group thing uh, as more necessary to save the league than Batman's self-righteousness and Superman's self-righteousness. Yeah. So they're going to mind why Batman so forgets all this all. Yeah, I
1: like Green Arrow points out. It's like, haven't you learned anything? You know, we keep our own secrets by wearing the mask themselves because we have to protect our wife, our parents, our children. It's because all these villains are animals, he calls them.
0: Yeah. yeah and so like again like batman's like ryan's like i love uh i hate stories i make batman dark and gritty where this set up batman on the course where uh he never trusts anyone ever again And okay here's <laughs> my defense
2: about the cynicism of this book because i think now is like a good part to put it is they take the more morally gray characters and they're the ones that are like the cynical like you know, like and it's always like they're dealing with grief and all this stuff where like hmm. Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman are kept Not that they're not part of the story, but they are still kept as the optimistic icons where Batman was like, I won't stand for this morally gray thing. So they mind wipe him. And then, yes, there's all these problems where like, you know, then he doesn't trust anyone forever. But that's like kind of part of Batman's character to begin with, where it's not like they take Superman and make him the mind wiping person or like they take Wonder Woman and like she supports rape or whatever, like green arrow has killed people in the past green arrow has been a darker character who walks that moral ambiguous line more and i feel like that's why i i don't mind the cynicism in this book because it doesn't it doesn't taint as much as something like you know like other books would you know what i mean
1: Hmm. like if you did it to batman
2: I get it because uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are so pristine.
0: This idea that they were so pristine because the league was willing to do shades up behind their backs to uh, keep things yeah. uh, morally uh, clear. Like they didn't have to worry, Batman, Superman didn't have to worry about mind-wiping villains because uh, the, these league members took care of that issue for them. They were able to just come, come in and be the villains and leave. Hmm. Uh, but it, this does lead to a story coming from the crisis where it is all about. How No one trusts, no no one's inspired by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman anymore.
1: I was gonna say this leads into like the weird thing with the Alan Moore stuff where it's like, are you judging a story by what it helped to create down the road? Like, mm-hmm. that's a weird way to judge a story is like because it led to people hating Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. I don't necessarily knock this story for it. Here's
0: why I, I would comment against that argument because this is setting up status. This is the whole point is to set up status quo. So that's why Dr. I mean, if, if you look by itself, then this, this flaws get amplified more because then what duck puts light the whole point i like, like to set up stories later on the whole point of uh, mm-hmm. kid boomerang to stories later on whole point yeah I which, stories later which, on. which like,
1: i think is like the dumb stuff of this story is like them having yeah, to be like this the, the comic book stuff like with hal being like i'm gonna come back it's like this, this is unnecessary
0: but that's the problem with the event stories because that's why i always have uh, events the structures as a whole always have these problems which is why i don't I yeah with yeah story i think that's fair
1: yeah so, Batman goes to see Calculator because it's like, hey, Calculator is probably the one doing all this. Well, Calculator is talking to, I think, like Merlin or somebody. Mer- Merlin, not being Merlin uh, from the, the Wizard. It's like the Evil Green Arrow, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I, I haven't done this. I'm not the one doing anything. And then he leaves a note for Batman saying, We're not all morons. And that he's not the one. He's also not there, and he's not the one purposely agitating superheroes. Yes. So then, uh, Dr. Midnight or whatever, Midnighter.
2: They're, they're, <laughs> Dr. Midnight is the one doing the autopsy. <laughs> the autopsy. He's <laughs> been just kind of in the background doing the autopsy the whole time. He's actually the one who moves the plot yeah. forward. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. He's a non-character in the story, but he moves the plot forward more than any other. Well, no, but,
2: but or... him and, I know you guys are going to laugh at me, but him and Mr. Terrific are the <laughs> ones that throughout the whole book, they have been doing the autopsy and it's not like they just show up here and say it like we do see scenes throughout of them you know doing lots of different medical things and they are the doctors of pretty much the universe at this point
1: yeah which i think is kind of neat because this book's whole thing is basically setting up like they're doing the autopsy moving the plot forward and most of these issues are just seeing how superheroes react to this problem of yeah. not knowing.
0: I think it's was ironic because it's a mystery story and you have all these detective characters and none of them did detective work at least 20 things. All these oh, yeah. other characters in, in the background.
1: <laughs> it's because it was such a good mystery. It stumped them all.
0: Yeah, it's such a good mystery. Yeah, it,
3: it, is a, it is a very shitty conclusion, IMO. Like, just, the autopsy reveals everything so why, you know, like, whatever. I feel yeah. like,
2: a lot of murders like that, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, but they don't write novels on those because yeah. there's no, no, kidding, there's no detective
3: needed. Just, it's just the, the autopsy, autopsy. <laughs> the coroner can do it.
0: Yeah, and yeah. so the reveal from the autopsy is that somebody was stepping on Sue's brain. Uh, that's how she died. And that, so that she
3: got a yeah, she had a block in her brain that stopped the blood flow. And those little dots
1: you see, they're footprints. Yeah. yeah so it's very specifically someone stepping on her brain. And so that means
0: it's who shrinks on people's brains? Who did I set up as a guy who shrinks and steps up on people's brains? So
1: it leads to the 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 cliffhanger of the episode of Jean sitting in bed reading like a thing and she's like, I can't believe it was Captain Boomerang that like tried to kill them and who killed Sue? And then it shows the Adam like looking smug in the mirror, like, Why are you so surprised? He's been trying to kill us for years. Like he's evil, and it shows one more of like him smirking as he like goes to turn off the light. And she's like out like that, look in your eyes. And then yes. the next issue immediately reverses everything. Yeah, another, another <laughs> yeah. red herring, like
0: uh, uh, Brand current End of another red herring, right? There, right the
1: there. reddest of herrings. Yeah. I don't like that look in your eyes. He's like, "What look?"
2: <laughs> well, because then she says, "Like, did you ever find out uh, who left that note for Jack Drake? Like, why say that?" Especially <laughs> yeah. since she was the one who did it. Yeah, because he's would... like, how'd you know there was a note? You know, it's like that like, that old say, joke where say. it's like, you know oh, I, I think my wife's cheating on me. There was a tie in the bedroom and they're like, yeah, you don't even wear red ties. I'm like, how'd you know it was a red tie? Like, why would you tie? give <laughs> yeah. more detail? Then?
3: Yeah, like, didn't you find out? Yeah. Did, didn't you Don't you want to think more about this thing I did? Yeah. <laughs> and so Batman figures it out.
0: Yeah. And so Palmer Palmer's like, you, uh, tell me everything you know you've you, uh, got And she says like, I, I did everything. I stole your shrinking suit and I shrunk into her brain and I tried to kill her.
1: Didn't try to kill her. She wanted to scare her.
0: Yeah, even though I divorced you, but uh, I decided I'm gonna try to get you back by stepping on
1: Sue Dibney's
2: my brain. friend's in brain. In defense, in defense of this turn, Jean Loring has kind of been a crazy piece of shit forever. But <laughs> that's but, kind like, of been a thing since no, the but, late. But 60s. she's not crazy though. All she. That's the no ju- she is
3: crazy This is serious crazy which, because- which
2: again
1: Which is why she probably said about She made a remark about the note Because she's not that smart
0: After all the orchestrating You think in court you will be able to make, make a real case That she's insane Like she has a crazy motive But everything she does Is very She hangs herself to Like to death Like yeah. she
3: is hanging there Limp the phone has like, she, but she, called, she, she called. She called the she, just call call
0: Ray. Ray. she could confirm that Ray was on the end, so she knew it was Ray. Let her die, which she probably wasn't going to do. That Ray was going to save her in, in enough time, probably. Like I, everything was everything was very planned out in my opinion. That, like, I don't think you That's still
1: hold. like a very like risky plan. Hanging yourself, hoping your husband comes.
0: She was at the underworld and got a, a hitman out on uh Jack Drake. Like she was, she got contact with the criminal on the road the calculator like she was very involved like i was
2: in court. Yeah, you I not say- saying that she's like so like she's completely incapable of action but she obviously has like a, a serious mental like she's Ill- a psychopath yeah. i mean she's a psycho
0: i, I, I don't know like uh, she's so insane that it justifies any dumb parts of her plot, but she's still so no. not insane that she's able to orchestrate all this. I'm
3: not saying it ones. justifies anything. I'm saying that she's a psychopath.
0: I'm saying I'm saying it's I guess psychopathy most psychopath <sighs> Yeah, like, well, no, they,
1: I mean, they, they, this yeah. is this is the flaw with like using the crazy people that are actually super smart as a thing because you can justify any of the dumb things with That's oh I mean, well they're exactly. insane they're not thinking logically but they yeah. think logically enough that they cover their yeah. tracks. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. she does,
3: she she, in her perspective, the Jedi are evil. So she's <laughs> she says I'm I, I wanted to beat up Sue so that all the heroes would get scared about their wives, and then you, my ex husband, would miss me and come back to me to protect uh-huh. me, and
1: then we'd all be happy. But I accidentally he, he says to her, he's like, you thought I'd come running back to you, and she goes, and you did, Ray, you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: She could just she could've just called him and and said, hey, I don't want divorce anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even the actual motivations and stuff, like, even though, like, the plot is pretty weak here, we weren't questioning while we were reading it, like, why would Ray go to her? Like, it, it all works thematically, like, just from a pure motivational perspective.
3: Yeah. The crazy thing is, to me, that she accidentally jumps into her brain, steps on her brain. Okay, it's a little weird. Uh, but then she, when she realizes she's she killed her, she becomes big again. Yeah. Takes a flamethrower out of her jacket that she <laughs> that, shrunk.
0: That's where the big plow comes in because when she goes to the full size, because she gets into the house through the phone, and, yeah. she, and this all makes perfect sense, like mystery wise. She mm-hmm. goes, she goes into the, through the phone, uh, phone line, goes into her brain, and kills her that way. But then she goes to full size, and then flamethrowers uh, <laughs> suit them. And this leaves no trace whatsoever. In the panic, by the way, she says, "I was in the panic, and in the panic, I killed her." She perfectly hides. Her flamethrowing of this woman.
1: <laughs> Not one bit of her yeah. DNA on the crime scene yeah. either. No yeah. hair, no smell
3: that yeah, man the woman could crime. pick up. <laughs> yeah, who is this?
0: And they also re- rewrite, it in, the, in the flashback, to tell her how she did everything else. They re- rewrite like her uh, when she hangs herself as her shrieking up into her um, <laughs> fucking uh, into the noose. Like. She's in it's the so Adam inclined. costume, and then she shrinks up, yeah, and now she's one. blindfolded. And as we saw her blindfolding herself in the previous time, they showed the scene. Like, now they're rewriting the previous scenes in the flashbacks. Which, again, yeah, was, really like, did. dumb that
1: she would yeah. be sitting there being, like, oh, I guess she called him and said all those things.
3: Okay, but the phone was 33-second long phone call before he shows up. Like, you're taking a pretty big risk there. <laughs> like,
1: but I guess, I guess if she's, Anyway, like parent, I, I feel like we're getting into a lot of minutia that's obviously just yeah. wrong. Because the yeah, big yeah, thing it's, is it's, it's, she, she was doing all this yeah. thing, and Adam's realizing for once a week, Bruce has been asking the same question over and over, the only question we couldn't answer, who benefits? And as it's saying this, it's showing that it's, like, Clark with Lois, and it's showing the Adam with her, and then it shows Tim Drake with his father, and it's basically who benefits from, like, all, the, all these crimes is the people that are still alive from the family which is why she was yeah, doing all these things so and alive. that's why yeah. she set up Tim Drake's dad is because she gave she sent the gun there cuz she purposely hired a bad superhero uh, v- villain Captain Boomerang
2: she had the same conce- misconception you guys did the Captain yep. Captain Boomerangs just a joke yeah. and he'll just what, get shot. What's and crazy
3: is like you're still hiring a supervillain to kill someone like yeah. like that's she gave him and presumably, a heads up. <laughs> like presumably, if I hired some a random guy on the street to kill Daryl, I gave him a gun. I have to expect that Daryl is probably going to get shot yeah. in this,
2: right? Yeah. Which
1: again, she's not thinking clearly. Well, I mean, at that
2: that I feel like is more justified where she's a psychopath that will do anything to get you know for Ray to feel like he needs to protect her. Mm-hmm. But like cause that like isn't a plot hole. It might not be enough motivation for you, but I feel like yeah, it's, it's no, I less know. of a plot hole than like how come she doesn't have footprints in Sue's house.
3: I agree. It's not a plot hole. It's just like it's like really. I, I, I feel those, like, like it's lazy to, lazy
0: to be like, oh, everything that makes sense no sense is she's crazy. Everything that doesn't make doesn't make sense because she's really smart. I, I that's like the worst of both worlds.
1: For me, I I actually really like this twist and I really enjoy this because like it I think execution wise it leaves like a lot to be desired and it makes like Everything in the past looked really dumb, like all the comic stuff of like having Mister Miracle come in there to investigate and the metal guys and Animal Man. It's like for her to flawlessly do this twice is really dumb, especially when it's like it's clear she's not thinking reasonably. Like she would yeah. have to leave something behind. Yeah, that's what I but, think. Um, why I like it is this is it was such an inversion. On like what I expected out of a superhero comic, where again it's not a villain; it's literally an, an ex-wife that just wanted her husband back, and the lengths she went to to stage this this kind of like struggle There is not one fight in this last issue which yeah, i was yeah. not ready for for like comic like the big fight is the deathstroke fight that's it yep, yep, yeah. yeah yeah that's
2: why i i completely agree daryl that's why i give this book a pass a lot and say like overall i like it despite the flaws we said is because even though like you said the plot wise it doesn't really work as well the motivation is really really interesting to me Yep, yeah, I it's actually, emotional
1: manipulation. At like the end of the day, is what the 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 main crux of this problem was. Yeah,
2: and why the superhero struggled so much
1: is because it was inside of their own group, and it wasn't like another superhero doing this. It was a spurned lover that. Like orchestrated yeah. this. I like that idea a lot.
0: When you were uh, t- talking about this, uh, you're saying it's gonna suck because it's gonna be somebody I don't know, and it's gonna be motivation I don't give a fuck about. It's gonna suck. And yep. they, 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 this is a, this is why I think it's a good intro book for a lot of the readers because even if you don't know anybody's characters, you, you can understand that Jean Loring was divorced from Ray Palmer. You see them together, getting closer. And you can see the process of her master plan coming together. Even if that master plan doesn't make full sense, uh, mm. it worked out the way it did. And you can and you can see, and it kind of ties in together with how what the story is about which is fe- uh, you know families being yeah. threatened family. i yeah. really
1: like the motivation and i'm not someone where it's like where if there's too many plot holes i lose track of it it's, yes. it's sort of like with this where like i admire the ambition of like hey what if it's just your ex that's like the shittiest person in the yeah. world yeah mm-hmm. type of deal like I think <laughs> yes, i'm a, sure that's a cool thing
3: you're like that's that's the best motivation <laughs> The most relatable feeling. Well, think Little
0: about, all. like, all these
1: all these villains and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to know yeah, yeah,
0: really when we're talking about plot holes, a lot of times, plot holes, uh, like, obviously, there's limits to everyone when the plot hole bogs down.
1: Yeah, like when it bothers you.
0: Yeah, when, when, when it, the story just becomes, like, anything the writer decides happens. Nothing has to make sense. Now you're just fucking making up shit as you go along. And mm-hmm. also, but there's still where this story is for plot holes, but it's still, like, the central theme of it and motivation enough that I will tolerate it just because this payoff was clever enough that, um, I appreciate the thought that went to it.
1: Yeah. And there's enough plot holes there where it's like, I don't even ha- I I I don't consider the plot with this being, because obviously there's a lot of issues here, yeah. but it's like, I, I still, I just admire it because again, like, especially because I didn't pr- see it coming.
2: Yeah. And one of the things I, I really like about the story too is, more so than most comic book events, I feel like this book elevates a lot of characters that they were doing, like, nothing with. Yeah. Like, the Atom was not like really, like, in anything at this point. Like Firestorm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like Firestorm. But, like, I mean, like, like, Elongated Man was in a couple series, but, like, he was not part of the main universe. And, like, yeah, I, like, it really sucks that, uh, you know, like, everything Fridged that happens to Sue. Yeah, and I don't like that at all. But, like, the fact that this is mostly about Green Arrow... And Kyle, whose book was like about to end, Wally, oh Wally,
1: Wally more so, yeah,
2: yeah, and the end, Ray, like that to me is really, really interesting because it's not like most events which are like Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor, or you know Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Like I like that this is that's why I say it's like a quieter event.
0: And also important to know, uh, uh, because you like a lot of events where they have like a mishmash of characters, like a bunch of B listers. One problem I have a lot of those events is that. It doesn't feel natural. Uh, like it feels like why these characters get it, like in Countdown or some stories like that, where yeah, it feels mm-hmm. like it could be a random. And you could, they picked up a hat. Like which characters are gonna be focused on this event? But here, it's a very natural fit because it's all the uh, neglected characters from an iconic team. And the point is that they were negle- They were the the ones that are really keeping the team together behind the scenes. Yeah, though, and no one
1: was paying attention to what they were doing. Yes, and so it was a
0: very, clever way to use that. Uh, like, the, like despite all the flaws, there's a lot of clever things going on with the themes that make the story worthwhile. I agree. And I, I I want
3: to wrap it up because I think it, it, even the ending does like the the way they wrap up all the storylines is pretty genuine feeling.
0: I will, say, mm-hmm. I will say just to make fun of this story, the plot for one point. Uh, so Ray <laughs> sends her to Arkham sends he goes he, Yeah wait
3: I, I want to read this line. She says what are you going to do? Punch me in the jaw? Take take me to the cops and lock me away? You can't just throw me in some cell and toss the key I'm and your the next, boyfriend, Ray. next panel
0: <laughs> he, de- he does that. He takes her to Arkham Asylum. He admits her into Arkham Asylum without telling anyone else.
2: (laughs) Which is the worst place. Arkham is (laughs) a terrible place. She has no powers. (laughs) Are there not any other, like, mental hospitals in this world? I just have to do a trial to
0: prove that she's insane. She just, your husband can admit you, say, hey, yo, my wife's totally crazy. You can just admit your wife to Arkham and they'll take her. Yeah, just
1: how
2: shitty Arkham is. He has, like, a connection or something. Yeah. And I like, say, there's still paperwork, where are you going? And he says, just take care of my wife. Yeah, doesn't even finish your paperwork, <laughs> they just take his word on it, your my crazy shirt, and they just lock her up. Yeah, lock her away forever. <laughs> yeah. He does, for what it's worth though, Ray not only has a history, and also it happens here, of every time something really terrible happens, he has a complete nervous breakdown, and that's what happens here. yeah he,
0: does. He, he he shrinks down and like he's like I want to go away and just vanishes
2: he shrinks down for just a little behind the scenes for another story he shrinks down and finds a way to travel the multiverse and goes to a universe where him and Gene are together and he waits until a Ray Palmer dies and he just takes his place yeah.
3: what?
1: wow that is <laughs> Oh,
3: that yeah. is something <laughs> Uh, well, so the, the, we get a lot of Green Hour narration for the end of this, and they say, you know, we all go on with our lives, but, you know, because we're, this we do, this is life. And what's also really fucked up is you see the National Enquirer, and the headline is Adam's wife tortured by inmates. So, like,
0: <laughs> oh. it,
3: like, okay, yeah. it's really fucked up, because she's not, like, a supervillain, she is a murderer, so she should yeah. be in jail, but yeah. not, like, Arkham Asylum. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: You have to prove she's fucking insane, first of all, in court, like... Yeah, and I find, this is when yeah. Firebird just when Firebird quits, by the way, saying "fuck the superhero shit," it's too fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah, probably a good move. Yeah, yeah.
1: We see a lot of the families together: Green Arrow and his son. Yeah, Clark holding hands with his mom out in a cornfield. Tim crying over his dad. And I th- my favorites, and, just yeah. a real quick thing of Mister Miracle going <laughs> uh, microscopic. Huh? No, it make no. It makes perfect sense. Like he's saying to the reader, "Don't think about Don't think about how it happened." No, I like I checked it, and like the story works out. <laughs> but like uh, Mr. Mr.
0: Terrific does have a scene here Because in the background he's like I'm not going to be a superhero anymore Mr. Terrific's a dumb name Then in the end he's like <laughs> yeah. all of a I'm going to be a superhero again Somehow throughout throughout all this I'm inspired that's like, to... Mr. Terrific that's Black Lightning dude
1: Yeah <laughs> Well racist oh. slide strikes again <laughs> Hey <you need> my <laughs> point is what the fuck is Black Lightning he, like, he, he was in the very first page Talking to what's her name Katana And he's like aww oh, Zatala so, right Kat- No, No Katana Zatanna's the magician. Katana. God damn it! <laughs> <What? All right. laughs>
2: Never mind. Black Lightning's here because he was fully retired. He was actually the secretary of education for the government at this point. Wow! And uh, <laughs> after this story, he unretires because uh, Meltzer wanted to use him when he took over Justice League. I,
0: in my yeah. defense of my racism, if we're keeping it in, In my defense of my racism, I thought because uh, <laughs> Mister Terrific was was the autopsy guy that that they actually had a subplot here, but no, Mister Terrific has no subplot here whatsoever. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a subplot from <laughs> issue one. <laughs> yeah. I also like this uh, Arthur Miller quote.
3: If you're talking about this being the end of like funny DC, where they say an era can be said to end when its basic illusions are exhausted. If mm. this is supposed to be like a fresh start for DC, it's grittier and darker and more whatever. Uh, I think it works well. And we also see Green Arrow and uh, the Flash talking again. And he's again saying like Did you, you say shouldn't the flash have flashed
1: because you couldn't remember his name.
3: <laughs> yes, like, I was like I don't want to fucking get made <laughs> fun of for Wally. saying Barry or Wally, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, he's like you really shouldn't have done that to Batman. You like you ruined it. And he's like no. Green Arrow says the League endures. Like that's what it's designed to do. The League is still here, and that's what's most important. And then like you said, we have a lot of scenes of like Clark with his his mom, the Justice League debating and, over who's and Wally asks.
2: There. Uh, if first he like goes, Hey, you know, if you're around and he's like, I'm not joining your fucking justice league anymore, I'm retired or whatever. I'm a reserve member. And while he's like, no, like, do you want to like get dinner or something? Like, you know, all of us together. And like that to me just sets up like that they're that this universe is now going to be more friends and less work friends. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. And then we see them like talking about, uh, the next mission they're going to go on and Bruce looks happy.
0: Bruce is not happy. He looks, he looks, he's in the cor- uh, Bruce is in the corner,
1: like sulking.
3: Covered in yeah. shadow.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh and he's like, Is there a problem, Wally? Because Wally knows, <laughs> and he's such a good detective. And he's like, Nothing I want to say. He's like, Say what you're thinking. And he just stares at him.
3: Uh, and then the epilogue is sad it's, uh, it's elongated yeah. man at home Ralph
2: just to give some context before uh, I forget who says it but the character is like Ollie, Ollie says it to Ralph he goes you should talk to your wife even though she's not there like she'll hear you and
0: so the final mm-hmm. scene is him just uh, uh, Ralph by himself going to sleep and talking as if Sue's there And
3: yeah he's talking like saying yeah they're good boys. You know, tomorrow I'm having dinner with Wally and Kyle and yeah they're good boys I gotta tell you the story that uh, Wally told me and then he lays down in bed
2: he tells and... her a joke And he goes, yeah, I know, you've probably heard it already. And then it ends with the uh,
0: text saying, Ralph and Sue Dibney, husband and wife. The
2: end. Yeah. And it ends with him saying, I love you too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Identity Crisis. Wow. Would you guys read more? So two years later, Brad Meltzer did a full relaunch of Justice League and stayed on it for like two arcs. Would you guys read more of Brad Meltzer's Justice League? I would.
1: See, I would only read it if it stays low-key and it's more about like relationships between people. Cause that's what I was super into with this whole thing, is because this whole like series is about like what family means to you, the lengths you go to protect them, like there's moral ambiguities in there and stuff. Whereas like if it's just like, let's fight Deathstroke or like all the things with the villains wasn't interesting me, and like the 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 way the mystery resolves itself isn't strong enough to have me have faith that he can pull off like a really big type of story where it's like, oh man, this is crazy. I wonder what's going to happen next. Even though I felt that way here.
2: It is a pretty divisive book, but his first arc is, a is issue? all about Red Tornado and if he's a an android or a human and what that means for him and his family. So mm. like, it's very, if you like Identity Crisis, it's, I think it's worth continuing. If you don't. It's not, you know, like one of those. Like, if you like this style, I think it's very good, but not a lot of people like it. See,
1: for me, it would have to be like it would really have to focus on that. Would be it, my it, hope. It, it, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll ter- alternative take:
0: Would you want to see a next event that this ties into?
1: What does hmm. this tie into?
0: Uh, this eventually leads to when Batman finds out about what happened to him. Would you
3: be? Oh, oh, I I would be interested in that. Yeah, yeah, because that 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 was actually more than the mystery was the more interesting part to me was the like. The, the the idea that there's like a league within the league mind wiping people and like yeah. whether or not that's justifiable like you know cuz in I, terms of
1: yeah, grid, how grid. how they would deal with now, that
2: would you I... be more or less interested if you knew it was called crisis of conscience
1: <laughs> uh way less
0: <laughs> i was thinking of more about uh, Project project Ol- Mac. oh yeah that too
1: uh, th- there's like two sequels <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so Conscious crisis is where he learns today. All mech is what he does because of it, and it takes him down a very dark path. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. Maybe we should do that.
0: Yeah, cool. well, I, I was. We I would be able to do it next week, but next week is going to be Halloween, mom. So fuck you, listeners. <laughs> We're going go uh, Uzumaki, yeah. so get ready for that.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I don't know anything about it.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's a trip. There's a lot. Again, there's a lot of cool stories in it, and there's a lot of weird stories in <laughs> cool. it.
2: Cool. I'm excited. Okay, so that's it for Identity Crisis. I so actually, I have one question for you, Slide. Did you like it more now oh, or definitely. More less?
0: Definitely. A lot more now.
2: Yeah, I think I you know I liked it a lot at the beginning. Then I didn't like it as much. Now I think I'm like right in the middle. <laughs> I like it not as much as I used to, but more than I did when I like reread it the first time. We go to this these
0: all these early two thousands events. I think part of it is because it's like the first time you're introduced to these kind of mm. things on both on both ends. It's the first time I was introduced to this type of story. It mentioned comics. It's the first time you were really introduced to comics in general, so everything was new to you. And uh, this is when everything started getting dark in DC. So I didn't always mm. like rejecting that front. So I hate, hate it, just like I hated Civil War.
2: Mm. But then
0: when I read it again, I was able to look at it more on its own merits, and I, I was able to appreciate the merits more. But while you, you first were like, "This is so so great," then you're like, "I see the flaws." Then you're like, "But now I can kind of uh, accept it for its flaws, kind of thing."
1: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes when you hold something in, like, really high regard or really low esteem, you can have, like, that whiplash effect where you're like, I, I was actually looking at this or judging it too harshly or too kindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Mega Man X7. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
3: you. <laughs> that can't be judged harshly enough. <laughs>
0: but like I said, I think this is better than almost... I, I can't think of a Marvel events as better than... I mean, this is worse than... I like Secret Wars a lot, but that's
1: besides the point. I
0: haven't read Maybe they exist, but, like, generally, DC is better events than Marvel.
1: By long shot, yeah. Oh no, I would, I would. 100%. Yeah, I wish Civil War two had more like personal moments. Yeah, exactly. Where it was people talking to each yeah. other rather than like a lot of like angry like them staying at a table because even when green arrow and wally talk to each other in this it's not like they're like i'm gonna fight you over yeah they're just that. chatting
2: i didn't yeah. realize how little fighting was in this until yeah. you guys pointed yep. that out
0: but yeah. that's important to clarify because uh marvel events are all about like uh getting big shit to happen and characters die and shit like yeah. that to happen well dc always a lot of times it's a central right over central vision and like he gets he gets editorial mandates like firestorm has to die but a lot of times it's more focused and more uh, personal for that writer than uh, what happens in Marvel. Are you,
1: are you telling me that Mark Millar doesn't have a central vision?
0: Well, uh, I kind of to to that. I, that that's something.
2: i saying. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you guys for indulging us in a two-parter. And don't don't hesitate to shit on us for being hypocrites about this compared to the Spurmanage of yeah. I would really love to hear everyone's opinions on identity crisis. Cause it's a story that gets revisited ever all a lot. And I have done a little bit of looking into the behind the scenes stuff. And apparently editorial did not treat the more problematic elements well at all. So I, if you have any more detail on that, then like my c- cursory Twitter searching for it, definitely let me know. Cause I'm always really interested in that kind of stuff. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so also let us know what you think about two-parters because we usually don't like them as much, but sometimes we feel like a story we really want to cover is worth it. So let us know about that in our yes. Facebook group or a Discord. Yes, yeah.
0: yeah. so let us know if you want to do big events like this more often, like two-parters or uh, stuff we're doing already, more like yeah. small, short events. Uh, yeah, stuff.
2: and also check out the rest of the shows the Flying Machine Network, network. I would especially recommend... Falling in Love Montage, because they just had their 69th episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and nice. they revisited their one of their favorite movies, Dirty Dancing, with the sequel, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. And I've never seen any Dirty Dancing movies, but people love them a lot. So, you know, the second one's not as good, but it's interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> so, discussion. So, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I like the episodes You, about you do them. that, you slide it into conversations
1: people are having about something you don't know, and you're like, hey, you know.
2: That's what I do you know I don't know but you do (laughs) so inform me so yeah that's you know check out all that stuff it's good you know
1: you know
3: you know
0: so thank you all for listening to Bites of Issues I've been admitted to a mental hospital because my husband recommended it
2: (laughs) I've been having multiple crises every couple years I well I've been having
3: an identity crisis trying to keep all these heroes names straight (laughs)
2: And I've been a fat
1: man with boomerangs stepping on your brain. (laughs) Stay on noted.
2: I give you the Incredible Flying Machine.